You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul. And my name is Rob, and as always, sitting here feeling very appreciative that you're on the other end of this camera and or recorder. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for being a part of the community in one way or another. Today's episode is going to be brought to you by our dear friends at Colorado Drone Chargers. If you are a commercial pilot or an enterprise institution, how can you charge a lot of batteries at one time? I'm not talking about charging a lot of batteries in sequence, but rather charging them at once in a reliable charger that even if it overheats will not pose a security or liability to your business. Well, then you got to check out Colorado Drone Chargers for their Inspire chargers, their TB55 chargers for the M200 series, their Mavic Pro packs, and even their Phantom Quad chargers. These are the only chargers that we use, and we take them everywhere with us when we're doing drone trainings. Make sure to check them out because it could just save you time. And if you are like me and you value your time and it's worth a lot of money, then literally this charger will pay for itself on the first job. Check them out, coloradodronechargers.com. Hey, guys. A quick question. I was just... um with you training on the NTSB location in Washington about, uh, you know, mapping and uh, scene reconstruction and search and rescue. And we did um, a mapping class, 3D mapping class. And so uh, one of the questions I asked Paul was, what scenarios can you sell a 3D model? So my question is, in, in which cases or how can you... Uh, tell the client that they need or they can use a 3D model of a building, of a stadium, of whatever I'm mapping, so I can uh, not just take a couple of pictures and a video, but offer them a 3D model and, um, you know, make more business out of it. So basically, that's my question. Which scenarios can I sell the idea of a 3D model? Or which uh, business do you think it would be much better to sell this idea of uh, making a 3D model for the clients? Thank you, guys. Thank you, Juan. Um, thanks for going all the way that you did. The, the mileage, the distance you covered to get to the uh, NTSB class, actually the uh, crash reconstruction class at the NTSB Training Center. Hope it was uh, a good time for you. It sounds like it was. We get this actually a lot, Paul, because it is something, obviously, that we talk about in the mapping classes. You go through it a lot with people, and and you talk a little bit about it in in an actual mapping class that is not crash reconstruction. Um, But what are some ideas on how people not only can use 3D modeling for potential clients or existing clients, but also how to deliver that such that the client can actually use it? You know, that's a great question, too, because Sketchfab, just which Sketchfab is, is how we visualize our models um, in a very simplistic form that can be easily accessed from a phone, a tablet, or a computer. Uh, because typically, the, these data sets and mapping are, are so enormous, it's very difficult for clients to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sketchfab just recently changed their rules, and I haven't really gone through it uh, to, to really check it out. But I will say, uh, at my first glance, I'm not stoked about these new rules. Kind of oh limits 
the the capabilities. But you know, he asked a very good question, and and Juan, I just want to apologize because in the crash reconstruction class, since we went over crash reconstruction, we went over delivery of that investigative documentation, then we went into search and rescue how tos, and then we actually did the first class on PIX40 React for disaster response and management. We didn't, or I didn't, make the time to go into how do you sell your models, where is the value add, who can you sell it to, what is what you know what is it worth, or how do you figure that out? What is that formula? Because typically this is something that we spend about an hour on in the first few hours of the mapping class. So it's unfortunate because you know Juan did come a very long way that he didn't have the opportunity to to really you know get that. So. Why not go over it right now? Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. So there's a couple of different things to factor in. First of all, what is the subject that you are mapping? Because the subject that you're mapping will dictate not only the value, but who you can sell it to. Hmm. In addition, what is the timeline of the subject? Meaning, is the subject just being built? Is this something that just happened? Or is this a permanent structure? Or is this a permanent structure that's going to be seeing changes over the future? These are all great questions because that, again, showcases who you sell to, where the value is, et cetera. So, you know, one of the things that he had talked about was if you were mapping a building, why could that be valuable? One of the big things that we're seeing right now, in fact, one of the huge contracts we're working on right now is creating a virtual reality environment for users to conduct training. So, for example, the Randy Travis model is what I typically show people to showcase the exterior to the interior. So if management wants to create seamless, I mean, absolutely seamless systems, for onboarding new employees or new groups of people or even showcasing some form of navigation into their building. What do I mean about navigation into their building? Well, what if I were to create a, you know, a map of a corn maze? I could literally have the corn maze in virtual reality online and people could say, is that a complex enough corn maze that I want to go visit to or can I figure it out now and then maybe remember that? That's that's one way. What if I had a, like green jeans, if I had, you know, green Green Jeans is an area down here in Albuquerque. They're actually building one two blocks away right now. That's scary. I'm loving that. It's going to be our new go-to spot. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of different restaurants and there's a lot of different um, like bars and breweries. And sometimes it's difficult to navigate. So if you were to create a 3D model exterior and interior to showcase to people how they can navigate through the entire Green Jeans area to get to a certain restaurant or like, let's say that you're in a mall and you want to do virtual reality navigation through the mall and say, hey, I really want to get to, you know, uh, Nordstrom's over here. How do I do it? Well, you have the exterior map and you can show people park on this side. It's closest to the door. You know, Nordstrom's typically validates parking. So that's why you want to park over here. Hmm. Once you enter in the doors, you see the three levels and then you can really showcase where each level is to make, you know, let's say if you wanted to send your daughter to go grab some socks or something and, mm-hmm. you know, Nordstrom's had their map right there and you could say, honey, you're going to go right here and she could navigate on her phone right to that spot and go get those gold tip socks that you really love because <laughs> you, you love the medium height black socks with the gold tip, okay, or gold toe, whatever it's called. I don't called. know how he knows that. Anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> 
another thing that we can do is interactive mapping. So, you know, if a company is trying to, again, do training, let's say that we have a manufacturing facility, because this is something that that uh, Josh is working on right now. You know, he's mapping the full the whole facility to showcase to new employees where different sections are. Hmm. So these employees can navigate those areas very quickly, efficiently, and easily. Cool. In addition, it's also great to have an emergency planning. You know, what is the value of having a fully navigable 3D map when first responders get there to say, here's the full 3D map, how to get everywhere, draw lines. That's here's, a great one. Yeah, here's all the emergency exit routes from this area, from this area, from this area. So if we're missing people, let's typically look along these pathways to the staircases and everything. By the way, that example alone pretty much suggests that every relatively large building in the world should be mapped. Couldn't agree more. Right? I mean, <laughs> well, and then you talk about using the same map to sell then to the individual, you know, uh, companies so that they can do virtual reality training. I mean, mm -hmm. this is this is existing right now. This is why, you know, we're going to be doing a class on U3D. So, I mean, yeah. that's going to, when we do our owners meeting at the end of the year, this is what I'm going to be proposing for the next couple of classes is going into virtual reality mapping because yeah. we already teach people how to do that. Now we're going to teach you how to map the inside merge it with the outside and do it all together. Mm. Uh, I'm one of the few people that's actually done that successfully. Uh, and I'm really, 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 really excited and grateful to have that opportunity. Now, that being said, I think it's also extremely important to showcase selling tickets and access. If you have a concert venue, for example, that wants to showcase exactly where the VIP section is, you can say, is it really worth it to buy those extra expensive tickets? Well, I can tell you right now that we have two contracts that we're working on right now where literally people want 3D models just so they can see what the view looks like from one particular area or one particular seat. In addition, that same map can be sold to someone else that can do network and Wi-Fi testing. If you have a huge building that's built with traditional magnetic materials and you have Wi-Fi engineers that are having really difficult problems, like maybe at the NTSB Training Academy. Sorry, I had to dig that. <laughs> Wi-Fi there was terrible. Oh. <laughs> but um, that would be a great opportunity to do uh, Wi-Fi interference testing and truly understand how the Wi-Fi routers are working in unison and together. In fact, this is something I should have brought up to one of my uh, friends out of Denver. Now, that being said, um, in addition to that, you can also do remote management and remote data analytics. So if you're in the phase of construction, like the building doesn't already exist, it's being built, you know, I cannot talk about the numerous ways uh, that we can really help construction. For example, here's, here, here's just one very simple thing. If I'm utilizing Propeller Aero system and I, I'm building a large project like the Facebook buildings, right? And I, my subcontractors say that they're going to move 10 tons of dirt per day and they're going to lay down this much, let's say, um, let's say a cubic ton of concrete per day. Well, if I map the area every single day, I can showcase, or every single week, I can showcase the cut and fill, so the dirt that's been moved, from one area to another, and now I can actually show that over time. Why is that important? Well, I can actually say, hey, your subcontractor said they moved 10 tons of dirt per day. Actually, we're getting about 8,832 cubic yards per day, uh, or cubic tons per day, excuse me. What 
the unit doesn't matter. You guys get what I'm saying. And we're showcasing an overall differentiation of about 1,200 units per day, which means that your project is going to be off by about three and a half weeks just on phase one, hmm. not speaking about phase two or phase three. That information right there is going to save millions of dollars on the construction project just to keep people in line and on time because the yeah. longer that projects go, the more money that is spent and it's spent across the board to contractors, to facilities, to rental equipment, to if you're doing a, you know, a state project and they expect you to be done by a certain day, oftentimes the builder can be fined for every single day they go past that. Right. So where's the value there, right? You know, and then if I go even further and say, hey, the concrete guy said, you know, a thousand cubic yards per day, we're only calculating at this depth of concrete with over this area that he's doing 973 cubic yards per day. That's 17 short over the course of a week. That's going to be this material, this time, this amount of money. There's the value right there. Sheesh, there's all kinds. Not to mention, I wonder what you would discover if you were doing that as the contractor that might cause delays that wasn't your fault. True. Stuff like that. You might actually even create safer work environments because it's, if it's all going to be recorded, the people in charge are going to want to make sure all the safety elements are in place. Not that they don't already, but they may cut corners, corners here and there, right? Yep. This is probably going to cause them not to. Well, in addition, you know, we talked about, per, you just talked about, you know, contractors, you know, their, their ability to prove that being on time or not, mm -hmm. uh, th that could be done, but also you can audit materials. Right. So, you know, we can say, okay, the subcontractor said he would bring in 1500 cubic yards of aggregate. And in fact, uh, we're noticing you got cut off the top with 1395. So you paid for X, you're getting Y and you're going to need to order more. So the total differentiation in cost is Z and thus you're paying me. So, so not only can you audit materials down to a, an extremely accurate level, but you can also do permanent record of installation to showcase, okay, the guys did come in here on this day. They laid down this material. What does the audit report say? It, by the way, this is a great thing that to use drone deploy for. Drone Deploy is really, really good for creating those volumetric reports and annotating those reports. Mm -hmm. It's really awesome. I will say, in teaching Pix4D React, their reporting system is really, really becoming quite powerful. Really? And if they implement that in Pix4D Mapper... Now we're cooking with gas. Wow. So nice. um, I'm, I'm, you know, since I'm going to the Pix4D conference this week to speak, I'm going to be asking these questions. Yeah, I love it. So another value add for construction, for example, is remote management. Mm -hmm. um, and also another thing is security. If you map a particular area every week and you're noticing changes in tire tracks, you're noticing changes in materials that are being moved, assets that are being moved. This is something that I can't say who but a very particular agency has asked us for help on and understanding how to do exactly that. So changes over time and just placement of things can also be extremely valuable. But remote data analytics as well. It's, un it's unforeseen value when you can have a GC who's maybe 800 miles away from a project because he had to go meet with the executives and the investors to say, you know, the investors ask, well, how much raw material do we have on site right now? What is that actual liability? And he can literally go right into the map and say, annotate annotate, 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 add numbers to that, export all those annotations as a number into a spreadsheet and say, the answer is why. And literally within an hour, do that, you know, if he had the materials. Amazing. 
Amazing. I can keep do- going down all, the rabbit hole. <laughs> and that's all just, I mean, well, the last five minutes or so is all just construction. I mean, we've also got resorts. I mean, that's a great one you for know, 3D models. And that's something that, you know, we've been talking to Mandy uh, about, uh, which is, you know, utilizing interactive modeling for conference uh, sales and organizations. So if you, you know, create an interactive map of a particular hotel and you scan certain interior spaces while providing that exterior map, you can showcase a hotel's value what do the conference rooms look like? How much space do they really have? How close are they to the, uh, other underlying areas? And then utilize that as a hotel to sell, or not even sell those maps, but provide a way for event planners to actually go in and see what they're working with. Because I know this is a huge problem in the event planning industry, mm-hmm. and the solution already exists, and it's drone mapping. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, our our last class before crash reconstruction was in Denver and we did it at a school. Thank you again to them because it was a fantastic location with a couple of minor issues, trees, but very minor issues. <laughs> yeah. Actually it created a, a good environment for students to learn at another level, but they're very interested in having a 3d model of their campus. So you, you know, you take some of these private schools or, or just take, take Albuquerque public schools and then think about helping them map and create 3D models of all of their buildings for inventory purposes, for example. Not only even inventory purposes, but let's, you know, let's talk about the fact that, again, emergency response planning, we've got this huge issue with school shootings, right? How can we speed up response times, interactive 3D maps that are available anywhere and anywhere right now? APS had a, had a, database, a portal where it was all in there. You could go in, click the school, click the building. It pops up real quick and they can visualize where to go for that particular building, even at a high school or something. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the amount of problem solving is, is unprecedented. It's endless. The, The issue is how do you visualize the value to clients. You have to show them something. You have to show them what they're going to get. And then you have to do the numbers. What is the actual visualization? What is the value add? And we talk about that in a, in a dollarized value amount. Liability savings, physical time savings, material cost savings, remote access savings, that's travel cost savings. You need to paint a comprehensive picture of where the value is and then show them what they're going to get and show them how they're going to integrate that into their existing platforms. And that's when you're going to start getting buyers. Now, what I would do is I would NDA every single person that I show that to because I've even recently had an issue with a very large uh, defense contractor who has just outright stolen material from us and they think that they're sloppy and it's like you're not you're not sly Hmm. so you know nda people protect yourself but you know also think about again you know think about how can you showcase this value on your website to give people a place so that they can go to and that they can see this material and maybe it's password protected i don't care but let me ask you this when you meet someone at a networking event and you start talking about this because you're passionate and you love it and you feel like it can really help people how are you going to allow them to see it right then and there when the freaking passion is on fire the excitement is high and people are ready to make moves yeah Sorry, I'm getting on the high horse again. <laughs> it's great. But this is something I'm going to be talking about at the Drone You Fly In business course and at the experience class in February. 
So by the way, we're going to be launching our 2020 schedule here shortly. So uh, make sure you stay tuned at droneu.education and check it out. We're trying to cover some cities that we haven't covered before. So be on the lookout because we're going to be coming to a city near you. But I think we answered that question. I have physical materials I give people to discuss pricing of those things. I'm not willing to give that out on the show um, because I'm sick and tired of uneducated people trying to say that they can do mapping because they really kill themselves. And then they want to blame everyone else, but at the end of the day, they can only blame themselves. So I don't want to enable those people. I want to enable people who are willing to learn mapping deeply, learn the nuances, so that way they're able to scale their business seamlessly. Here, here. Whew. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. And this is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform inspire and entertain we reject indecision confusion and vanity for they work against the community we are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge we are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness we are pilots videographers photographers freelancers business owners enthusiasts experts and apprentices we are creators we are the drone youth